Hey, listeners. Hey there. So the episode you're about to hear was recorded on the morning of November 8th, mere hours before we learned of Alex Trebek's passing. We always try to see all aspects of a person, and sometimes that leads to us on our Silly Celebrity book podcast to be a little crass. And you may find some moments in the episode you're about to hear a little crass. That said, uh, we'd love to share some of our favorite memories of Mr. Trebek that didn't make it into our episode. So, Kara, do you have a favorite Alex Trebek Jeopardy moment that we didn't cover in our episode this week? I do. One of my favorite clips from Jeopardy is from a Celebrity Jeopardy episode, surprise, surprise, where the answer to a question is, what are frogs? And someone, I want to say it's like, it's not Jay Leno, but some, you know, upstanding silver haired gentleman rings in and uh, gives the answer. What are frogs? And another contestant on the show that day is David Duchovny. (laughs) And he goes, what are frogs? (laughs) (laughs) Alex Rick sort of like looks at him like, ooh, and then moves on. Great. Um, But that is a moment that I think of often. Carrie, what's your favorite moment? All right. One of my favorite things on the internet, but particularly Twitter, is a supercut of Alex Trebek saying the word genre. Oh, yeah. He says genre. <laughs> what genre? This genre. Every time, genre. It's <laughs> so funny. It's a little pretentious, but it's also incredibly endearing. And I don't say that word any other way now. I only say genre. Genre. <laughs> genre. I knew someone who used to think that he like knew all the answers to those questions love and that's that. why he was asking them. So love that. So we have a lot of love for Alex Trebek. You're going to hear some of our love, but you're also going to hear some of our signature snark. Uh, if it feels a little too soon for you, you can hold off on listening. Welcome to Celebrity Book Club, a podcast where we read the memoirs of pop culture icons. So you don't have to. I'm Carrie. And I'm Kara, and today's book is The Answer Is by Alex Trebek. Yes! Technically, the title is The Answer Is dot 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 Reflections on My Life. Okay. He could have just kept it at The Answer Is. Okay. An honest confession, I guess, that I have to make. I, he explains it in this book. Many people have tried to explain to me over the years. I don't understand Jeopardy. I love this. I love this take. This is, you are going to sound so ignorant. It's so great. Shut the fuck up. So I love Jeopardy. I watch it all the time. In fact, I watched it last night as I was falling asleep. Sure. I love to play along with myself. I win so much more money than I could ever have a use for. but. I don't understand the format. Like so many people have tried to explain it to me. Like, why do they say, why do they answer everything in a question? I don't understand. Okay. So you, you understand the rules and the structure of Jeopardy. Oh, of course. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought you meant. I thought you were like, (laughs) I don't get it. And I was about to be like, girl, what are we doing? No, like at its basest form, it simplistically makes sense. And honestly, the fact that I love Jeopardy this much, but I don't understand why they phrase things the way they do is like, how I am a 30 year old adult that doesn't know how to do long division. Like 
Also, aren't you still 29? Didn't you I just am. turn 29? I okay. exaggerated. Cute, cute, cute. She's trying to sound older. It's fine. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. This is great because I, I don't think there is a why. Well, he talks about it in here. He's like, so Merv Griffin, who's like this producer is like talking about how he and his wife came up with the format for Jeopardy and how they give you the answer and you give them the question. Yes. So that's why it's like, who is Alex Trebek? Yes, I I, I understand the, the basics of Jeopardy. But like semantically, I don't understand that. I don't know why. I always just assumed it was a gimmick. You know, like... I guess. It's not a normal trivia game. This time it's in reverse. I think it's purely a marketing strategy so that... They're the only people who have that particular game. I guess that's true. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe I'm like overthinking it. Well, listeners, please, please, please write into the pod and explain (laughs) uh, why Jeopardy is the way that it is. Because I, I never thought there was a big reason why. I spent a lot of time thinking about it because all of his chapters are titled, What is blah, 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 blah. What is loss? Like... Who is this person? Okay, I'm rolling my eyes a lot, but also, like, I... The answer is camaraderie. Like... No, no. The answer is camaraderie is a tattoo I'm gonna get. (laughs) But I'm rolling my eyes, but I also... I would be annoyed if he didn't, like, play into the one thing we know about Alex Trebek. Like, Alex Trebek's personality is Jeopardy guy. Like... (laughs) Are about the author is going to be short. It's like, I watch Jeopardy a lot. Like, that's that's it. That's the whole thing with Mr. Trebek. So, like, if he didn't write it that way, I would be irritated. But Fair. also, he's doing a lot. If all your titles are that and all your chapter titles are that, that's... Yeah. It was, uh, it was a good read. Um, lots and lots of pictures, which I appreciated, especially as I was reading this yesterday and was... Um, distracted by some uh, encouraging news and did not want to focus and read for the rest of the day. Sure, sure. Um, So lots of pictures, which was great. But yeah, each chapter is like two pages. I mean, brevity is the soul of wit, according to Billy Shakes. So there's that. Kara, before we jump into book in 60 seconds, which we will do momentarily, I think we have a couple of shout outs of some folks that have written us reviews and in true celeb book club form, Kara and I keep forgetting to do this. So (laughs) (laughs) we had two new reviews recently. And so we would like to shout out Foster Strength and Tito is my name-o. Thanks for your reviews, y'all. Kara, Mm -hmm. you read Alex Trebek's book the answer is reflections on my life Mm -hmm. i'm gonna wager zero of our listeners have read it if you are the listener who has read this book holler at us immediately immediately but but kara i'm assuming you're the only person who's read this so can you describe this book for me and the listeners in 60 seconds i absolutely can Your time starts now. 
The answer is, it talks about um, Alex Trebek's childhood in Canada, his uh, surprisingly like contemporary life with his divorced parents in the 50s, um, and he had a pretty humble upbringing. Um, it goes through his first couple jobs at the Canadian Broadcasting Company, um, his eventual move to the U.S. slash L.A. Um, he talks about the quiz shows that he hosted in the U.S., mostly under the production of Merv Griffin, who I can't remember why I know his name, but I do. Um, he talks about some of his favorite Jeopardy moments, um, his own various marriages and blended family experience as an adult, um, his outlook on life since his cancer diagnosis earlier last year, and some of his hobbies and his philanthropic endeavors. And that's pretty wow. much it. Wow. Wow. Uh, that was a real book in 50 seconds, which I think tells us how good this book was. <laughs> I mean, it definitely wasn't bad. It was definitely just like, normally, I feel like a lot of the books we read are five or six, like, bigger chunks of stories. Sure. That, like, this happened and it sort of led to this. And then there's, like, a cumulative story. Then this next thing happened and it led to this. And there's, like, a thing that's encapsulated. But this was just a bunch of smaller bits and pieces. And also because, like, his life hasn't been particularly salacious, there is just not a ton of uh, tea to be spilled, for lack of a better term. Yeah, we really went off brand with this one. I'm glad we tried it. <clears throat> we did. And as I said in our guest, the author, for uh, last week, he is one of our more underrepresented demographics on the pod, a straight white man. Possibly, uh, this is our first straight white man, because I believe that Ramin Satuta would not consider himself white. That's true. Very true. And also, jury's still out on Ramin Satuta's sexual orientation. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, live your life. You do not owe that information to Oh, anybody. no. Like, we we don't care to know. No offense, but you do you, Ramin Satuta. <laughs> you do you, Ramin Satuta. <laughs> That's the teacher. But yeah, so Alex Trebek is a straight white man. Mm-hmm. What, a, he, what a journey. Yeah. So he has had, um, I definitely wouldn't say like an easy life. Like he actually, I kind of always assumed that like, because he was so, um, for lack of a better word, like genteel, I kind of always assumed that he was sort of like a silver spoon kind of dude, but like his dad was, um, a chef at a hotel and his mom, uh, was a homemaker and, um, he just had sort of a very like regular, lower middle class upbringing in the 40s and 50s in Canada. Wow, he's mad old. He is I know you said I know you said 80, but to realize that he was just living in the 40s and 50s, I don't know. Then again, that's my thing. He was like, I was born in 1940 and I was like, were you? That's wild. That's wild. It's like that's you've seen some shit, my dude. So Carrie, you and I have kind of touched on this already. But I think it's safe to say that both of our experiences of Alex Trebek are from watching Jeopardy reruns as children. Not just reruns. Not just reruns, but it like episodes. Airs. Yeah. Kara, Kara's culture cave about to, I like, I'm actually not Jeopardy surprised is at a, all. Jeopardy is a culture thing that I was about. Oh, of course you were. It's yeah. all educational. Like, Nerd. Of course you had access to Jeopardy. That's incredible. Jeopardy um, Yeah. Watched a lot of Jeopardy. I'm curious if your family felt this way. I know that this is uh, somewhat of a trope. Are you a watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune? Or are you a Jeopardy and someone in your family turns off the TV before Wheel of Fortune can start kind of person? I was the only person in my house who would watch both. 
Okay. Sometimes my sister would watch Wheel with me. We also just like weren't the kind of family that would like sit down and watch something on TV together. Like it would be the thing that like my parents would put the TV on and they'd be like, okay, watch TV while we like do the dishes or whatever. And so usually I could- My eyes are bugging out. I cannot understand that. But sometimes my dad would watch with me, but like, I don't think my mom ever sat in front of the TV and watched Jeopardy. I didn't see my mom sit down in front of a TV until I was like in college. Uh, And even now, even now my mom always sits down with like a stack of papers to grade. Like I've never seen her just like sit down in front of a TV to watch TV. Wow. 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 Again, everybody's family is different and it's a unique tapestry that we all build together, but I am shocked. I'm just shocked. I, I don't know why, like, this is, I need to process my own feelings, (laughs) but like to me, television is a everyone it's it's a central focal piece much like um, not to compare myself to Roseanne in any way but I grew up in a Roseanne like household where the tv is the centerpiece of of the home you don't own the tv what's all your furniture pointed at (laughs) (laughs) yeah I would say I always watched my sister sometimes watched usually my dad watched my mom was always like around but you watched wheel afterwards usually yeah Okay. Uh, my family was a change the channel as soon as we all started. I think it's because my mom hates Pat Sajak. Mom, right into the pod. Tell me your thoughts. I know you're listening. Do you hate Pat Sajak? Do you hate Anna White? <laughs> Who do you hate? Yeah, total D. Tell us what's going on. Well, in this week's uh, world sh- shortest about the author, um, I decided there was not a, t- a-, a ton of material to do a guess that chapter on, we will play that game, but I also wanted to play another game with you today. Fuck yes, let's go. We're playing Jeopardy, basically. (laughs) (laughs) I know you and I have talked at length previously about how we both used to create Jeopardy games on PowerPoint for our families. Oh yeah, absolutely. I wish I had had the brain power and executive function to do that this week. I did not. Um, Busy week, big, big week. So big week. Uh, politically and personally for me. Um, but I did come up with some Jeopardy style questions. There are Fantastic. five as there are in a category of Jeopardy. And this category is Alex Trebek's life. Okay, great. So um, would you like to do, so the clues are 200, 400, 600, 800, and 1,000. <sighs> All right. Now, if I were trying to do a very uh, competitive game a la James Holzauer, I would probably start with the the more advanced questions, but I think what will be more narratively appealing for our listeners is if I start easy and work to more difficult. So we're going to go with that. Let's pretend I'm a little Jeopardy noob out here. Amazing. Would you like 200? Yeah, I didn't. So I, <laughs> I did a long explanation and then I didn't tell you what I wanted. So yeah, I would like 200, please. Great. Alex Trebek's like for 200. Wonderful. Uh, After hosting a few successful smaller shows, Alex got a lot of work hosting larger shows because producers convinced his union that he was the only person they'd ever met who could host without reading off of these. Use it on live tapings to tell the host what to say next. What are cue cards? Correct. Ding, 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 ding. Fantastic. Whenever he was still a Canadian citizen, he was working in the U.S. a lot. And there was this whole rigmarole with the U.S. um, production company and his union in Canada. And the U.S. ultimately convinced his union to like relinquish him and to be able to join the U.S. union because they said he was the only 
person they'd ever met who could uh, host live without cue cards. Wow. So king of improv, Alex Trebek. Live your life, man. Good for you. Right? Uh, the board is yours, Carrie. I'm so sorry. Uh, Alex Trebek's life for 400. Excellent. The name of a popular TV show in the mid-2000s. This is also the number of years older Alex Trebek is than his second wife, Jean. What is 24? Yes! Ew! 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 Gross, gross, gross! <laughs> yeah. She Alex was too... Trebek, nasty! You dirty dirty dog she um is super hot um, of course she is oh yeah you did send me a picture at one <laughs> point this week um but yeah there's not really any story there other than that he was um so he was married once when he was younger um like right when he first moved to la his wife had a child from a previous marriage and even when they divorced his own his mother-in-law still like stayed in contact with him. They like lived across the street in like two different houses so that he was still part of his stepdaughter's life. Um, There was like a picture of his two biological kids and his stepdaughter, like all at Thanksgiving the last year. So as someone who was a child of divorce in like the fifties, I thought it was interesting that he has like his own blended family now when it's like much more common to have that. Whereas like in the fifties, it was very strange. Yeah. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder what his stepchild's age difference is to him and if it is also a similar age because Alex Trebek, you gross. It probably is a similar age to his wife. Yeah, his second wife. Because his current kids are like approx our age, I think. I'm I'm just really working through a lot. <laughs> And I am sorry that we're going to lose all of our uh, May-December romance listeners, but this is gross and I hate it. (laughs) And I am judging. I'm not a good enough person to let people live their lives. No, that feels like predatory and gross. Pretty icky, if you ask me. It's not it for me. But coming up with that clue was really fun. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be... Yeah, that's a really, really great clue. Thank you. Alex Trebek's Dirty Disgusting Life for 600, please. This is the East African country where Alex adopted a village. It's one of the two countries in Africa that starts with Z. Zimbabwe. What is Zimbabwe? It's the other one. It's Zambia. (laughs) I love looking ignorant. Yeah, this chapter about his philanthropy is one of those moments where it's like he's incredibly gracious for someone of his demographic and age. But just like also in general, the way that he talks about it is very uh not even like white saviory but it's just like the fact that he feels it necessary to share like the suffering and experiences that he saw anyway yeah is just like like you don't need to air those people's business i do feel like this happens for people when they do any kind of philanthropy there is this sort of like high that comes from doing mission-driven work and you do you feel good when you do something that helps people the challenge is can you internalize enough like i helped people i'm i'm good with that check it off my list and keep going or do you need to announce how you're helping exactly and there's a there's a tricky balance in there that i think all people are trying to figure out and again like 
we can give this dude some credit because he's old and and he's also not like posting about it on social media all the time like this is probably the first time he's like talked publicly about like these are some of the organizations i give to like these are some of the causes i care about and and I think better to include that and sort of get them some exposure in his work than ignore that part of his life, especially if it means something to him. It's For just... Sure. Which it seems like it definitely does. Yeah, it's just tricky is all. Yeah. But that's okay. Alex's white savior and um, slightly predatory life for 800, please. <laughs> Alex has joked that this is the person he wants to take over for him when he retires from Jeopardy. I can give you a hint if you want one. Is it a former Jeopardy contestant? No. I would like a hint, please. Uh, The hint is that he said he wants it to be someone younger than him, but this person is not younger than him. So it's like a joke answer, but like they would be an excellent host. Santa Claus? Who is Santa Claus? (laughs) Tragically, no. The answer that he has given is Betty White. That's very funny. Yeah. That's that's very funny. Um, Well, now I know what ad copy I'm going to use on this week's uh, Celebrity Book Club. Great. Great. Easy. Boom. Done. We have one more. Would you like to finish out the category? This is Yeah, I really, I started strong and I'm really glad I started easy to hard because it would have, it would have been a bit demoralizing at first. Mm -hmm. Great job theming these so they did get more challenging. Thank you. This one is, um, the answer is fun, but there's like no way you'll be able to guess. But if you do, I think it'll be great. Okay. Alex specifically mentions these two actors as two of his favorite and most knowledgeable contestants on Celebrity Jeopardy. I'll give you a hint. One, I mean, gender is a construct, but one is male and one is female. Most knowledgeable? Like he identifies them as like, oh, these are two people who could like compete on a real game of Jeopardy. Okay. Yeah, why not? I'm just, I'm just going to go for this. Who are Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan? (laughs) I... Wish. I just think, I mean, Nora chooses smart actors to work with. That's a big thing for her. Mm-hmm. So I figured they're pretty smart. Maybe they would be successful on Jeopardy. I also, Meg Ryan is not going on Jeopardy. That's not really her vibe, but she probably could win if she were on. She probably could. She seems smart. Um, no, he. the two people that he names are Michael McKeon and Jodie Foster. Gay icons. Some answers that resonated with me personally. I was like, I'm obsessed with this. I love Michael McKeon. Me too. Oh, that's so good. Of course. Of course he's great at Jeopardy. Right. Of course he's like so smart. Of course Jodie Foster is so smart. It just makes sense. Jodie Foster doesn't do it for me. I think she's weird, but I also understand that she's important. Dr. Lecter. (laughs) (laughs) That's why Jodie Foster is important to me. What the constitution means to me, more like what Jodie Foster means to me. Go home. Bye. Well, thank you for playing Alex Trebek Jeopardy. I uh, would have surely lost had I had anyone to compete with. I should have I should have just abandoned this week's format totally and I should have done 25 questions. <gasps> oh, that would have been so fun. Uh, I love a I love a surprise format change. It's okay. I think I think we'll be fine. But we wouldn't have gotten to tell the story in this week's Guess That Chapter, which, although it's short, is incredible. Okay, I'm excited. I'm pumped. Are you ready to play Guess That Chapter? Yes, I am. (laughs) Can't wait. Okay. I'm so pumped. (laughs) Me too. So Alex Trebek's book is 287 pages, many of which are pictures, and we don't have time to cover the entire thing. Instead, we pick one iconic chapter that stood out the most, which means... 
it's time to play guess that chapter. I'm really stuck on many of which are pictures. (laughs) There's so many photographs in this book, Carrie. Like instead of having the glossy center page, every other chapter he has an image. So I'm going to list out some characters and settings for you. And you're going to guess what this could be about. Great. Our players are Alex Trebek, Queen Elizabeth II, and Prince Philip. The setting, Canada. Hell yes. This episode is going to come out on November 17th. Fun fact, which is my anniversary, but also it's two days after the crown. This is perfect. You created Netflix tie-in? Netflix, sponsor us. It's not too late. Do it, do it, do it. Do it, do it, do it, Netflix. Do it. Oh my God. Incredible. Okay. Honestly, really shocked that this wasn't made into an episode of the crown uh, already. I'm assuming, well, I guess it depends on when it happened. Maybe it will be on this season. I guess it, we'll find out in a second when we learn how old these people are. I know. I was trying to remember like what timeline they were up to in the crown. And I think we've passed it. Okay. Yeah, we definitely have. Yeah. So Alex Trebek has already become famous for hosting Jeopardy is my guess at this time. He goes to England and is invited to a visit with the queen. The settings um, in Canada. Balls. I, this is why I don't use settings. Okay. Well, okay. Again, this is an episode to squash your dreams. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just about to sound incredibly ignorant. I don't know. I know that the British colonized Canada. I'm not sure if they still, if, if Canada still falls under the British empire. I think so. Okay, good. I just want to have her on the record so that if we find out that we're wrong, um, we both sound ignorant. I'm not going. I'm not going down alone for this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's still under the Commonwealth umbrella, whether or not because, like, don't don't their dimes have Queen Elizabeth's face on them? Probably. Cool. So we'll assume that they're in some way. They're like they're at least more friendly to the British than the U.S. is. So we're in Canada. The Prince Philip and. Is that what he is? Is he a prince? Is that mm-hmm. his thing? Um, prince Philip and the Queen have like gone on a tour. They probably went on this tour to save their marriage, which is what happens on the Crown a lot. They always do uh, international a travel. <laughs> they always do a lap when their marriage is getting really tough. <laughs> Watch the Crown, guys. It's so slow, but I, I can't stop watching it. <laughs> It's so, so good. good. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited for this upcoming season. I need to Which, rewatch season three. To like, prep. I I will rewatch any part of it that includes. I'll rewatch the Charles episodes because that actor that they have playing <sighs> Prince Charles is fantastic. So good. I forgot his name, but whatever. The Queen and Philip are having some marital strife, and they take a tour and they go to Canada. I'm sure there was like a ball or welcoming reception there, kind of like a state dinner. I don't know if that's what they're called there, but they have this event for them. Alex Trebek is the number one celebrity in Canada at this point because (laughs) Schitt's Creek has not yet won awards uh, in this time. So Dan Levy, nowhere to be found. Eugene couldn't even get an invite to this dinner, but Alex Trebek is there. Alex Trebek meets them and Prince Philip says that uh, he thinks he would be great on Jeopardy in like his little voice. And he's just like, 
you know, I think I'd be very good on that show. That's, that is my Prince Philip. Uh, tune in to see if I get cast in the next season of The Crown. And that's my guess. <laughs> you know, Carrie, you are not incorrect in some of those statements. Okay. Let me paint you a word picture. Please do. So um, at this time, this happens in um, 1967, which was Canada's centennial. Okay. I am not 100% sure whether or not, I think Canada is a Commonwealth country because otherwise, why would the Queen and Prince Philip have been there to like celebrate the hundred years of it being a country? Sure. Great. That's what we're going with. Deal with it. Deal with it. History nerds at us. (laughs) Alex was working for CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Company, and um, he had worked his way up as an intern, like sometimes filling in, and now he has his own programs, and he's been doing it for several years now, so some of the things he's covering are like important sporting events, the Canadian Triple Crown for horse racing. He also was asked to host a variety show um, that celebrated the Canada Bicentennial, so there's like acrobats and dancers and musicians and they're hosting this big thing he like gives the final you know thank you and good night blah 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 everyone like lines up on stage and the queen and prince philip get up on stage and they like go down the line and thank all the performers and because he's the host he's like towards the end and so there's like this thing that everyone has to walk at least two steps behind the queen to like show respect or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I've seen the also, crown. Yeah. I, I, duh. You're aware, but she's also like not allowed to like leave people. Like, even though she's the front of the line, she's not allowed to like leave the caboose. So she has to like stay on stage until Prince Philip finishes talking to people. And Prince Philip, Alex Trebek literally says that he was like, distracted and talking to some gymnasts (gasps) prince philip you dirty dog i know and i I was like like, smelling the tea like love this love this furious that this did not make it into the crown absolutely furious because i think the like 1967 like that was the claire foy years still yeah honestly would have been great what's his name what's his name matt matthew smith yeah, Matthew uh-huh. Smith talking to some gymnasts would have been incredible content. I agree. I completely agree. And Queen Elizabeth being very tight-lipped. Porchy. <laughs> Nipkins. I sent you that video, right? Nipkins. 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 So, yeah. So, uh, she's not allowed to, like, leave the stage. Prince Philip is still talking to these gymnasts. So, Alex Trebek is at the end of the line, and she stands there and talks to Alex Trebek for, like, five minutes while Prince Philip finishes thanking everyone else. Mm-hmm. And they get, they have like a really interesting conversation. And like, because he had had to host the Canadian Triple Crown earlier that year, he had like horse racing things to talk about with her. And as we oh, all and that know, bitch loves horses. I've seen the crown. Loves a horse. <laughs> I've seen the crown. <laughs> That's Carrie's catchphrase this episode. I've seen <laughs> this the episode, crown. It's, I've seen the crown. I know what's up. I've seen the crown. And so they like really hit it off. And he's like kind of excited. Cause like also at this point, like she hadn't been in the queen for that long. It was an historic yeah. reign. And, like, you know, it was kind of a big deal. Also, like, he's not yet fa- household name Alex Trebek. Right. He's still kind so, of regular. Like, he's a name in Canada, but not really. Yeah. This is, like, a huge celebrity sighting, too. Absolutely. Fascinating. So, the next day, he's hosting another bicentennial event at some other location. It's the same setup. 
everyone's lined up on the stage at the end of the day. And once again, the queen is coming down the line and Alex is like, oh my God, like she's going to remember me. We're going to talk. We're going to like have, you know, like a conversation to have or whatever. And she gets to him and she's like, very good show. Thank you so much. Um, what's your name and where are you from? Aww. And she didn't even remember him. Aww, which buddy. at first I was like, oh, poor Alex. And then I was like, this poor bitch probably sees like a zillion people every day. Like, and honestly, she probably got into a huge fucking fight with her husband that night and they slept in their separate rooms because that's what they do. Um, and yeah, so she was a little distracted. Like she was mm-hmm. talking to him about horses, but she didn't care. She was pissed that Philip was talking to the gymnasts. Exactly. So I appreciated Alex Trebek for spilling that tea, for confirming that anything we know about Prince Philip is true, and for Queen Elizabeth for iconically forgetting who Alex Trebek was the very next day. Love that. Love that look. It's incredible. It's so good. It's That's really, really fun. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. It was a short story, but a good one. That's great. That's all we need. That's yeah. that really does the trick. What is the what is the the answer is or the question is title of this chapter? I think it was like a lesson in humility or something like that. Oh my God. Yes. The answer is a lesson in humility. And it taught him to be like, cause he was just at the point of like becoming recognized in Canada. Not like, you know. Yeah, sure. But he, he felt like his, his star was on the rise and Queen Elizabeth shut it down a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Love Kept that. him humble. Be humble, Good. sit down, said Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> be humble, sit down, quote Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> But yes, I too, as I was writing this, I was like, oh man, the crown is coming out soon. And then I was like, oh my God, this episode will come it's out right perfect. After. It's perfect timing. That's oh, so good. Thank God. I can't wait. I need to rewatch season three. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Again, up. I will mostly just, I will only rewatch episodes because that show is long. It is the long. Episodes are too long. You can, you also can be watching it for 20 minutes and be like, I don't really know what's happening. You but can't I know your that phone. I'm in bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I've number of times I've fallen into like a, I start looking at my phone trap and I'm like, I just have to restart this whole episode. I don't yeah. know what happened, but I appreciate it for that. I appreciate that. It keeps me focused. And I've said this to you before, and I've said this to other people. I'm not like a big historical fiction person, but what I like about the crown is that it does historical fiction in a way that's very accessible. Mm-hmm. Like there's not ever talking down to you, but I understand it more. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think it's very interesting to try to show the inner lives of people who historically don't want their inner lives shared. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I like, I, I think it's interesting to try to tell that story. And I'm curious, like it fits very well into when we talk about, can you franchise this with a celebrity of it all? It's like, these people are very public, but there are parts of their lives that we don't see. Mm-hmm. And there's a way they want that to be portrayed. And then there's a more dramatically interesting way for that to be portrayed. And yeah, it's an enjoyable experience. I wonder if any members of the Royal family have books. Should we maybe take a research break and look? Yeah, let's do some research. Great. Mama, let's research. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Celebrity Book Club. This episode of Celebrity Book Club is brought to you by Betty White. Why? I don't know. She's everywhere. What did you look up, Carrie? Great. Let me tell you. I went to Alex Trebek's Wikipedia page because what I wanted to know is how old was his significantly younger wife when they got married? So I did some basic math on this. They got married in 1990. 
So they've been married for 30 years. Good, I guess. If if marriage length is the determination that marriage is a success, they're doing it. And that would make him 50 when they got married. And the 20, and so I did 50 minus 24 is 26. So it's not old, but it's definitely, it's not young, but it's definitely not old. Okay. Also, like if you're happy and you made a conscious choice and it is working for you, who am I to judge? Sure. But I just know that my brain wasn't really fully developed at 26 and I wasn't prepared to make any decisions of that nature. Mm -hmm. And the idea of seeing a 50-year-old penis at age 26, the idea of seeing a 50-year-old penis now. at all right now is is not it for me. The but... idea of seeing a penis for me is not it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were going to get there. <laughs> and that's not us being ageist. It's just factually. Uh, you know what? I think in about 20 years, I'll be ready for that uh-huh. because I will at that point be 50 plus. Like that's, that's when I'm ready for, for that. I just, that's, that's me. That's my, where I am. Mm -hmm. And I hope that everyone is making choices that work for them, including whatever her name is, Jean. Yeah. Um, This is reminding me of that woman on Twitter who was like 19 and she was a nurse in a nursing home and she married that like 89 year old dude. What? Wait, oh wait. Okay. Everyone, Carrie took a Twitter break last month. So she missed some crucial things. What? Yes. There was this woman who was like 19 and was tweeting like the love of my life. I love him so much. Literally this 89 year old ass man. I'm going to vomit on the microphone. Married him for his money and posted on Twitter constantly about how she married him for his money but was also posting like the love of my life and I was like for who like who are you posturing for here on the same platform like yeah you gotta you have to have a a private narrative oh my god yeah that only that really only got about one day of coverage but I could I could spend it was no four seasons total landscaping Which by the time of this podcast release will have been completely forgotten about. So a real yes. throwback for all of you. Oh my God. Uh, but honestly, the other, that's the funniest thing that's ever happened. Uh, so funny. It so reads like perfect. a Veep 30 Rock joke. Yes. Like, no, it is. It's an episode of Veep. Like over the credits when it goes to the side. Yep. And then pulling up to the Four Seasons Total Landscaping and Selena's like, what the fuck? Incredible. Um... The other thing I saw is that in 1996, Alex Trebek ran the Olympic torch for part of its journey to Atlanta, which is just awesome. Oh, that's kind of cool. What I looked up was just some pictures from that Canadian centennial celebration, half of which, eh, I'm going to say two thirds of which are in black and white, to which I was like, this was 1967, like color photography existed. There are some color photographs, all of which remind me of like Epcot. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that thing looks like the Epcot dome. It has a very world's fair vibe. Well, Epcot didn't exist until 1981. So I'm going to go with, it's not that, but wouldn't be surprised if it were modeled on it. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. As I'm clicking these other links, there is a, um, Imagineering, uh, page, which I believe is like the Disney Yes. Uh, it's the Disney word for uh, engineers and other people that work on like the creative side of park building is Imagineer. Noted. No comment. Um, <laughs> I'm not here. I'm not here to judge anyone. 
it's an impressive feat. It's very cool. Uh-huh. Um, but yes, uh-huh. it seems as Some if some of us love dome. theme parks. And a spectacle it is, and an important part of many's lives it is. <laughs> an important part of many's lives it is, yeah. An important part of many's lives it is. Could That's I true. be more under duress trying to sound diplomatic right now? <laughs> you can also just be like, I don't like this thing. I don't, but I mean, Epcot does slap. I will say Epcot does slap. Of course you like the most educational theme park. It's not even that. It's just, you know, it looks the coolest. Okay. Keep going. Tell us more about these pictures. Um, yes. So the ones in color look like they're from Epcot. Now we know why. The ones in black and white make it look like it happened in like the 30s. Um, there are some photos of Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip on stage at uh, this event. They have their little podium. Um, Prince Philip is looking properly desiccated. That man has looked like a corpse for years. For years. I recently watched Poltergeist 2 and the like haunted uh like preacher in that has deep Prince Philip vibes. Kane, wow. I think his name is. Look it up. Yeah, I don't watch scary movies, but cool. It's a newer thing for me. It's very fun. But yeah, he looks like Skeletor Prince Philip. Wow. And I'm gonna be totally honest, I was so excited about my six degrees of Larval Bundy that that's all I looked up. Great. I'm excited because I need to hear how your yours goes before I can even think about where to begin with my own. Excellent. So if you'll remember, I mentioned earlier, one of Alex Trebek's favorite contestants on Celebrity Jeopardy was Michael McKeon. Yes. I was hoping so, it would start here. <laughs> so Alex Trebek famously loves Michael McKean and hosted him on Celebrity Jeopardy. Michael McKean was in This is Spinal Tap with Christopher Guest. Great. Christopher Guest was in sundry films with one Miss Catherine O'Hara. Yep. Catherine O'Hara weirdly has been in not one, but both adaptations of a series of unfortunate events. Wow. There was a movie in the early 2000s, and then there was also a TV show like a couple years ago. Honestly, it does suit her her brand. I completely agree. So Catherine O'Hara uh, was in the television series of unfortunate events with neil patrick harris neil patrick harris is of course in how i met your mother on which laura bell bundy guest starred that's fantastic yeah you know you could have skipped a step right because both michael mckeon and Catherine o'hara are in a mighty wind yes you're right you're right you're right it's okay Okay. I it was nice because we needed the reference to Christopher Guest to truly understand the connection. To truly get so. us there. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's very, very good. Thank you. All right. This is my six degrees of Laura Bell Bundy. As I learned from you, Alex Trebek said that if he were to be replaced, he would like to be replaced by one Miss Betty White. So Alex Trebek to Betty White, who I assume he's met because he's willing to say that. So we're going with that. Alex Trebek to Betty White. Betty White was in The Proposal with Sandra Bullock. She is. Sandra Bullock is in Ocean's 8 with Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway won her Academy Award for Les Miserables, where she, when she got up for her speech, went, it came true. (laughs) And she was in the film Les Miserables with... Samantha Barks, who played Eponine. Samantha Barks starred on Broadway in Pretty Woman the Musical. Didn't see it. 
think it's okay that I missed that one mm-hmm. with one Andy Carl of many, many uh, musicals fame. Uh, big hit. Uh, also, Maryland native Andy Carl. Yeah, Maryland native Andy Carl, who has a featured role in Legally Blonde the Musical, where he plays Kyle, the UPS guy, with one Miss Laura Bell Bundy, who yes! teaches people to bend and snap in order for Paulette to get Kyle's attention. So there we go. Little Miss Woods, comma L, back at it again. Wow. I fucking love it when we can bring in some Broadway names. Uh, what was fun about that one is I really got to go in a wide range. We had rom-coms, Academy Award winning films, and then maybe one of the worst musicals of all time and one of my top three musicals of all time. So it's a good day. We covered the full range of arts and culture. As an Ocean's 8 stan, I'm honestly surprised that Ocean's 8 has not tied into more things before because you have Annie, you have Sarah Paulson, both of whom have many Broadway ties. Yes. And all the other people in that movie have been in every fucking movie ever made. Yeah, we really should be using that as a connector more often. (laughs) Eight degrees of Ocean's Eight. (laughs) Whenever we drop season two of the pod, I do think we're going to have to change it from Laura Bell, but... To someone else. Yes, I agree. Because we'll run out of options. Yeah, well, and also, like, there's only so many times you want to hear us, like using that Michelle Dockery show or Heart of Dixie or any of those. So Correct, correct. We got to mix it up. We really did it. Oh, so, so good. All right, Kara, do we franchise this? You know, I think Jeopardy will be in, Jeopardy has been on for 36 years. It's outdates both of us. I don't think Alex Trebek would want his life to be franchised. I think he is, um, likes to keep to himself being chill, being quiet. And um, I think we should let him have that in his village in Zambia. No offense to Alex Trebek. I mean, not no offense. Like we mean what we said, but also like- We mean no everywhere. Sh- no shade to Alex Trebek. No shade yeah. to Alex Trebek. Except the shade that Carrie feels about his age difference with his wife. Yeah, I mean, I just have opinions, but like, you know what's right in your heart if you both feel comfortable with it. Like, mm-hmm. I hope you do not care what I say about it. So Carrie, in the spirit of Alex Trebek, you have some clues that will tell us who the subject of our next week's book is. Would you like to give us those clues now and see if our listeners can maybe guess who we'll be covering next week? Yes, it's time to play Guess That Author. Mini air horns. Mini air horns. Air horns in your heart. Yeah. (laughs) All right. This person is one half of a podcasting empire. They are a huge fan of you two, and they are a generally hilarious stand-up comic. Now, see, listeners, I know who this person is, and I just learned some interesting facts about them. So I can't wait for y'all to see who we cover next week. If you have a guest for next week's author, you can find us at Celeb Book Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Era can be found on Twitter and Instagram at underscore kpro that's underscore k-a-y-p-r-o carrie can be found on twitter and instagram at cfost talks a lot that's the letter c-f-o-s-t talks a lot thanks for listening to celebrity book club